Welcome to a very special episode of Superhero Stuff You Should Know. This is Ben Juan, alias Batman, the man who knows too much about Batman, and with me is my co-host. Andrew Ain't No It Log Bush. Yes. <laughs> so, this is an episode where we have partnered up with the Museum of Latin American Art in an episode for the month of May, which is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. The museum came to us, asked us to highlight Asian Americans in the genre of superheroes, and we thought, well, we do revolve around Batman, and we do revolve a lot, a lot on unmade stuff. So, we thought we would dive into something a little special. So, in terms of retro mm. Batman adaptations, we know about the 1940s Batman serials, we know about Adam West, but not a lot of people know about what we're about to discuss today. There are a total of eight Batman feature films with insane <laughs> ideas, all produced in the Philippines, starring Filipino actors, which is why today's episode is called The Batman Films You've Never Seen, The Insane Filipino Batman Films. That's awesome. So, I don't know. I didn't do any preparation for this, Ben, because <laughs> uh, I wanted to be totally fresh on this one. I, I kind of wanted to look up these movies, but uh, I'm saving it for the fresh reacts here. All good. So, uh, you might have noticed, for those who are familiar with our show, that we have added uh, Tagalog to our names in this, in tribute to this. So, uh, Alias is basically translates to alias, and that ties into some of the stuff we have here. And then Itlog translates to egg, or goose egg, as we've talked goose about egg. in the past, and that ties into past episodes <laughs> where that was the, uh, basically the equivalent to a zero grade. So Yes. Uh, we're going to go through what we know about each one of these films. Many of them, unfortunately, are lost and unable to be viewed. Otherwise, I would have watched all eight of them. But <laughs> this one says "fight Batman, fight with like a machine gun." <laughs> <laughs> Looks incredible. Yes, we'll get into each, each one of them. But to make this experience even more authentic, I'm going to be using this episode to really highlight a star of this podcast who isn't either of us, and that's our research assistant Dan. So, for the people who have been fans of our show within the last year, you may know Dan from us crediting him at the end of each episode, saying, you know, thanks, Dan, for providing the visuals for this. But we haven't actually formally said this on air. I put it in the description of the episodes. But what hasn't been on air is that he also performs quality control in listening to all of the episodes, including the Patreon ones, lets us know about any editing issues, provides the time codes for the chapters you see in the YouTube versions, and ever since our other co-host, Zach, went on paternity leave, he's been, been providing these YouTube f thumbnails, including the ones that you see right now. So uh, Dan himself lives in the Philippines and told me sometime last year that he grew up having seen some of these movies we're about to cover today. So one of the reasons why I wanted to cover this was because I knew Dan's research could add an element of authenticity to our coverage that you know neither one of us could really provide since we didn't grow up with these movies on this. So. Right. Uh, one important thing to highlight, in case anyone's like, well, where can I watch these immediately on HBO Max or something? We have to keep this in mind. Seven out of eight of them are unauthorized. They were not given permission by DC Comics whatsoever. You're saying one is? <laughs> one kind of is. We'll go ahead and I, do it. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised <laughs> by that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th these are not going to be popping up on HBO Max anytime soon. I'm sorry. but. Uh, so you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. Uh, you could say... They're fan films, but they're not fan films in the way that we know fan films today. We know fan films in terms of, like, you know, Bat in the Sun or other people who gather around on, kicks, you know, mothering on Kickstarter to make a Batman fan film. 
and put it up on YouTube. This is actually different. These are movies made by local stars in the Philippines, local filmmakers that highlight their own version of famous characters. And there's a whole kind of subgenre over there for this type of movie. This isn't just like, oh, just a bunch of Batman fans in the Philippines putting this together. This is like, this is their actual filmmaking over there. So uh, Dan sent me a few pieces of intel about this, saying, quote, these types of films were a huge part of Philippine cinema. The majority of films released during these years were catered to everyone and not just a particular demographic. People would prefer watching Filipino films to foreign ones, so local film productions would release these films by the bulk as often as they can. So it's almost like, well, these other major American movies are major in other countries, but for us, we'd rather prefer watching our own stuff. So this mm -hmm. is how they make their own Batman movies rather than watch the Adam West 1966 Batman movie. They had the gumption. Yes, and the, the gusto. gusto. <laughs> to do this, yes. You uh, know. <laughs> so he added, as you probably have noticed, filmmaking here in the Philippines was heavily influenced by Western culture and media. So basically, we have our own version of what's famous in Western countries. They can be cheesy and cheap ripoffs, but we didn't care. We love these movies. It's also important to note that the Filipino culture has always been family-oriented. That's why most films during these eras were made to be enjoyed by the whole family. So you're not going to see a hardcore David Fincher 7 Zodiac-inspired Batman film out of these like we have here. Uh, these are all mostly uh... family films some of them comedies uh and one musical as well it's what you call a four quadrant film you know what i'm talking <laughs> yes. about mm, yes to Over explain here. to the audience real quick it's four quadrant film is like a film for everyone kind of like your star wars your marvel your i think it came about during indiana jones or something but the quadrants i forget what the quadrants are but it's probably men women young old i, I can't remember but mm -hmm. probably something like that yeah, it's basically like make it for everybody because then that brings up the whole audience and we just make a lot of money that way. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when it came to like Batman specifically, we asked Dan of like how popular is Batman over there compared to like other heroes? And he brought up that like the main reason behind Batman's popularity isn't necessarily the comic books. It's actually the 1966 Adam West series. So mm -hmm. he brought up, quote, foreign comics were considered expensive in the past so only those who have the means were able to get their hands on these comics. Common Filipinos would rather buy local comics with our own local set of superheroes. So through the 1966 series was how most Filipinos got exposed to Batman and his mythos. So this gives us kind of a background in terms of how the country of the Philippines viewed Batman for a while. And of course, that's, I mean, really it's how all of us viewed Batman in the 1960s yeah, was that's through true. the show. Uh, but in particular, over there because of the fact that there was not as much popularity about the Batman comics. Uh, so in terms of what was said earlier, Dan had brought up how like there was their own local set of superheroes. Uh, basically, Filipinos weren't as familiar with, say, Batman or Superman in the comics compared to local Filipino superheroes. So Dan brought up that most of them were, quote, common, vulnerable, and oftentimes poor people who were given powers rather than having them already. We have a superhero mm -hmm. called Captain Barbell, our version of Captain Marvel. He's normally portrayed as a young, scrawny, poor boy who would lift a magic barbell that no one else can lift, like Thor, mm -hmm. uh, to become a Superman-like character. So that's just one example right there. Uh, and that's relevant because one of the actors who played Captain Barbell on film was a locally famous actor named Bob Solaire, who would later become Batman in the first film we're discussing 
alias Batman at Robin in 1965. So, nice. Uh, the title means alias Batman at Robin. This, just like everything else, is unauthorized by DC Comics, but what's really interesting is the fact that it's made in 1965. Yeah. Predating the Adam West show. So, it seems really interesting because the character of Batman in the comics seems at least popular enough for somebody to make a movie out of it before Adam West is even on the screen at this point. Right. Uh, I wish we had more about this, but sadly, this is one of those that is lost. This is all that we have right now. It is just this poster. We don't have a picture of Bob Solar in the bat suit. We don't have photographs at all. We don't have movie clips. We don't have anything of this. So I wish we had more in terms of like what motivated them to produce this movie before the 1960s show. Uh, but clearly, people haven't seen it in years. Dan tried to reach out for us to uh, people who oh, might wow. be in the know, and we just didn't get anything. So we basically have this poster in front of us to go off of. We will just try to describe this for our oral listeners, but it essentially has the figures of Batman and Robin. Batman has short ears, predating the Adam West one. Uh, also seems to have exposed nostrils. It doesn't yeah. cover his nose completely. Uh, that's assuming that this poster is true to how he looks like in the movie. Uh, so we got this. We have what looks like the villains, mad scientist type, maybe. And then we have a giant spider, which would make producer John Peters proud. <laughs> the, the guy who tried to put a giant spider in Superman Lives and ended up putting it in Wild Wild West. And here's oh, something man. that's cool. We have a Batmobile on the bottom, predating the 1960s Batmobile. If we're assuming that this Batmobile is in the movie. We have not seen it. Right. But if this poster is to be believed, it's in it. It's got the two fins in the back, and it's basically the open top. It's, it's very reminiscent of what would become the 1960s Batmobile that George Barris created for this. So It was in the water at the time. It was. Worldwide. In which case, this means that alias Batman at Robin like beat George Barris to the punch in creating a real or actual Batmobile for a movie or adaptation. Rather, because, like... We covered how the convertible type Batmobile and the serials don't really count because it's just it's just a regular car, right? But this would be the first one off of this, so that's fascinating. If somebody if out there it. knows more about this, mm -hmm. you know, let us know. Email us uh, superhousepodcast at gmail dot com. Post in the comments or just yeah, get in touch with us and and definitely like if you have the means, uh, you know, post it on. Uh, Post it on YouTube. <laughs> Post whatever you can. <laughs> yeah. Just say it's a fan film. Try to, you know, it'll probably be legal. There's fan films all over the internet, right? So, yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Just, yeah, post it on. Post it on. Let us know. There's bound yeah, to be something you, out there. You might, have to, you might have to scan it or whatever, get it into digital format if it's, if it's been sitting in a basement for 40, what, how long is it now? 60 Since years? 1965. Yeah, 55 years or something? Yeah. Uh, so it'll be 60 years yeah close to 60 years Soon. so Coming yeah up. yeah if it is like that like it's been in a basement for that long um yeah just try to scan it and get it on youtube yeah that'd be awesome do. so i wish we had more on this but again many of these were lost so we tried to gather as much as we could thankfully the next one we're covering is one of the few surviving movies of this time period and it's pretty insane james batman from 1966 <laughs> came out one year later uh, the Batman part definitely responds to the 1966 Adam West series. The James part is because it is a team-up between Filipino Batman with Filipino James Bond. So People love this combination, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it stars comedian Dolphy, who was 
basically the king of comedy over in the Philippines during this time in the 1960s. And he plays both Batman and James Bond. This is an actor's dream, really. Uh, and so yeah. they team up to save the day, along with Robin, of course. Uh, one of the few surviving movies, and yes, I did see it. So oh, yeah? I got to admit, for what it was, I was very impressed because you think, oh, like this is very low budget for what it is. And you know, you see the costume, and you're expecting, all right, like I know what I'm getting into. There's definitely things in there that do not seem low budget at all. The fight scenes mm-hmm. are pretty legit, uh, especially considering that Dolphy is known for comedy. He's not really known. Like, I just, oh, he's the king of comedy. He's probably just going to do a lot of slapstick type stuff. And he does a little bit of it, but when there are fight scenes, uh, more as James Bond than as Batman, he can fight, which is not That's surprising. Cool. Again, this is the Philippines. <laughs> so, of course, he's able to do that. I just wasn't expecting it in a comedy. Which That's very cool. Much is. Yeah, looks so. great. He's just like showing his butt in the uh, bullseye here. <laughs> yeah. So instead of the classic <laughs> uh, gun barrel where he's just shooting the screen through it, uh, he's instead mooning it. Here. <laughs> that's pretty good. All yeah. right. So uh, that's what we got. Uh, so Dolphy appears to be a major star in the Philippines, potentially similar to how I would probably compare him to like Jerry Lewis here in America, in terms of like how, okay. how big he was. Uh, over okay. There. Also, star co-stars Boy Alano as Ruben which is what they call Robin in these movies. Okay. And uh, in terms of plot, I will pull up basically what the logline is and um, have you read it off. So here we go. Okay, so... An evil organization called The Claw has threatened nuclear annihilation on the rest of the world unless all countries submit to its rule within five days. Presenting a united front... An alliance of countries tap James Bond and Batman and Robin to stop the threat. However, both Bond and Batman play brinkmanship with each other. As the hour to doomsday winds down, the heroes are eventually forced to work together. Little do the protagonists know that the real enemy is closer than they think. That's actually a pretty legit plot. (laughs) <laughs> to bring these two together, like of course it's gonna so, be some world-ending thing. Let's. I, I, my vocabulary is sucking today. What is brinkmanship? <laughs> Basically, it's it's the standard buddy cop type stuff where you're just like, no, okay. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. That type. Oh, of thing. okay, 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 okay. You know, there's a there's a part where like Batman and James Bond are trying to do the whole like ladies first type of thing because neither one wants yeah. to go first, like that type of stuff. Okay, all so, right, I got it. Uh, that's what it is, and it, I guess it's made funnier in the fact that they're both played by the same guy. Okay, so, for sure. Uh, That's cool. And so for those who are curious, okay, what does Bat- what does Batman look like? What does James Bond look like? We're going to pull this up right now. So oh, cool. on the left is Dolphy as James Bond, and on the right is Dolphy as Batman. So let's dive into the film versions of each character. So James Bond is called James Heike. In English, means, in English it means asthma, according to Dan. <laughs> what? James asthma. Uh and of course, he's a parody of, of James Bond. He's not really supposed to be. He's not supposed to be, you know, a continuation of the Sean Connery one. He's a spoof of it. Uh, and as you can see, he's wearing a plaid suit that the real Sean Connery James Bond would never be caught dead in. But that's part of the humor in this. Uh, before this movie, Dolphy also played similar James Bond type characters, according to Dan. Uh, he played a sort of master of disguise type of spy named Agent One Two Three, and so. The movies were Genghis Bond, Agent One Two Three, 
Uh, Genghis Doc- Bond? Dr. Yes, as opposed to Dr. No, the first Sean Connery, <laughs> okay. James Bond movie. Uh, and Dress to Kill, a very Bondish type title. Uh, and then he did more Agent 123 movies after this one. Uh, he also played a number of hero-type spoof movies like uh, Tansan, The Mighty, which is a parody of Tarzan. Uh, Tansan, I might have been butchering the pronunciation, but it means bottle cap. Uh, okay. And he was also Captain Marvel, the uh, Captain Marvel of the Philippines. So oh, that's, that's cool. cool. Uh, he also played a Wonder Woman-like character named Darna in Darna Kuno, which means he Darna played, for real. He played the woman character? Uh, this is according to Dan, so I guess so. Wow. So, okay. Uh, and then, as I said before, Dolphy's Bond actually has legit fighting skills in this. Uh, a lot of the humor doesn't necessarily come from his fights so much as like his, you know, his womanizing ways uh, that get him in trouble. So they do even use the classic Monty Norman James Bond theme at one point. Okay. Uh, I don't know how they got the rights for it. They probably didn't, but they, they probably it. didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's also interesting because it's like it's supposed to be James Bond, but it's mostly his martial arts. It's not, and you don't really see any gadgets, uh, and not really a lot of gunplay. He does use a gun, but there's not a lot of it. So, uh, it's very much their own, you know, it's a parody still, it's their own take. Uh, so right. let's move on to Batman. As we can see here, the bat suit is obviously not where a lot of the budget went into. But it it does evoke the Adam West cow. It's got the drawn-on eyebrows. It yeah. does have the thick nose that got carried over to the Robert Pattinson version that we've talked about before. Uh, but a lot of the other stuff from the neck down is very different. So the most noticeable thing you can see is that there's no bat insignia, probably mm-hmm. for copyright reasons. It, yeah. it looks like some sort of like silhouette of a person or a snake around a pole. It's, it's definitely not the bat symbol. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what that is. It looks like it's almost trying to be a DNA strand, or mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's like an ink block test at this point. What do yeah. you see in this symbol? <laughs> it's also huge. It's it's like way big. It's like four times bigger than your. It's almost like Adam somebody West. doing a handstand. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, nice yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can also see he's got like these thick white stripes going down the cape, which mm-hmm. kind of interfere with the creature of the night type of thing, but. You know, again, this is their take. Uh, we also get an interesting version of his alter ego. So he is not named Bruce Wayne. Dolphy's alter ego in this is Dolpho. <laughs> they really flex the creativity of the names here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dolpho is not who you would consider to be the typical Bruce Wayne. He is not super intelligent. At one point, he and Robin come home to a dark bat cave and they realize they forgot to pay the electricity bill. <laughs> So, <laughs> don't. It's not. There's not really. There's. I don't think there was a. I don't remember there being an Alfred in this. Uh, okay. Dolfo mainly seems interested in eating. So it's not. <laughs> it, it's not. He's not really playing the Bruce Wayne archetype. They did their own thing with this. Okay. Uh, one of the difficulties as well in following it is that if he's Dolfo or if he's James Bond, it's hard to tell because they're both played by the same guy. It right. is. So I was just like, wait, is he Bond here? Is he supposed to be the other guy? Because clearly when he's in the Batsuit, he's Batman. Right. Uh, Batman here, obviously influenced by the 1960s series, and they do use the Neil Hefty theme throughout the entire thing. The classic, you know, Batman, like the 1966 mm-hmm. theme, is throughout this whole movie. Uh, and okay. The Batcave is briefly seen. It does have bat poles, and yes, there is a Batmobile. Yeah, that takes off, off the, uh, the Dozer version. So it's got, like, the big fins in the back, even bigger than the ones on the uh, regular 1966 
Batmobile. Uh, and it even has that bat signal, uh, the bat, uh, sort of the red bat in the color version, but obviously there's black and white, uh, but looks white here on the door. So I thought that was this pretty is, cool. This uh, is, it's better than the Batman Forever Batmobile. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now. This one's not bad. I know, right? I'm just like, yeah. you know what? That's pretty legit because they could have just easily done the 1940s serial thing that we gave the it log to in our ranking the Batmobile <laughs> stuff, whereas it was yeah, literally just, where, when the top comes up, it's Batman's car. When the top comes down, it's Bruce Wayne's car. So well, This is what year again, this movie? 1966. So they must have so you tell me, kids turned in this the, around pretty quickly. In the Filipino theaters in 1966, they probably saw this, they probably went nuts. Yeah. It's probably like so I, awesome, you know? I think it is a case where... It's almost like, in some ways, I'm slightly jealous. I'm just like, you got to grow up with a movie with Batman and James Bond in it. <laughs> with this Batmobile, that's actually pretty legitimate. So right, right, right. I think that's pretty awesome on this. Uh, that's cool. Adam West and Burt Ward kind of have cameos in the sense that a picture of them is used. Uh, because one of the characters is like a big Batman fan. Uh, obviously, in their <laughs> world, Batman is real. Uh, but... She's looking at the Adam West and Burt Ward versions of it, so uh, I thought that was kind of cool in it. And there is a Batman villain who is working with the Claw organization because Claw, as you described in it, the big evil organization, it's very much a spoof on Spectre from the James Bond films. But uh, I wasn't expecting there to be a Batman villain in it, and it's the Penguin. Oh, nice! So we see him here. We got the, he's got the top hat, he's got the monocle with the cigarette holder the tuxedo he's basically got everything in this i think he also has the umbrella and we also have to remember this is an interesting time this is before joker was really considered to have the popularity he has today because in a way burgess meredith's penguin is the bigger villain of the 1966 show uh he's pretty huge at this time and even he's even kind of the leader it feels of the adam west 1966 movie of the united underworld I mean, they start off with Riddler, too, in 66. Like, too. it yeah. really was, uh, yeah, Joker, I guess, wasn't really into the top spot just yet. Yeah, not at all. So, for here, it makes sense that, oh, they carried over Penguin. He makes sense in terms of, like, if you're going to throw in a, a villain into a movie with a Batman and James Bond, you could do worse than a guy who also dresses up in a tuxedo and has gadgets. I mean, he doesn't really use them in this, but, like, if you look at the, just the concept of Penguin, I'm like, you know what? That's actually a pretty good choice for something like this. Again, this is before Ra's al Ghul in the comics, who seems like mm -hmm. a, a bigger Batman villain, but he didn't exist during this time. So right. if you're not going to have him in that, Penguin seems like a likely choice. There's one unfortunate downside to this as I was watching this, is that Penguin doesn't really have much interaction with Batman. <laughs> it's mainly this. James Bond. He's, he's more of a Bond villain in this than a Batman villain. In, in fact, That's kind of funny. There's a whole sequence where... He's trying to kill Dolphy. Again, this is at a point where I don't, I can't tell who he's playing. If he's trying to play the Bruce Wayne character of Dolpho or if he's trying to play James Bond or James Heike. They probably lost track in the middle of filming or something. <laughs> so, and it's got, but it's got the 1960s Batman theme in the background. And Penguin's hunting after him. And I just thought, like, oh, it's Penguin going after Dolpho. It's Penguin going after Bruce Wayne. But then it is revealed that it's, it's actually supposed to be James Bond. And I'm like, that's weird because you had the 1960s batman theme you had the -na 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 -na. you had that in the background not the james bond one but mm -hmm. whatever uh and then bond does have a big fight with him at the end that's the main face-off between james bond and the villain is between him and penguin and then batman's fighting the 
one of the leaders of the Claw organization at the same time. So right. uh, that's what they got. Also, in tradition of cinematic Batman, Batman and Robin kill this. So <laughs> uh, Batman, it, he he's fighting a villain. He deliberately uses the bad guy's own trap against him. It's not. It's there's definitely no gray area to it. He flat out uses this because he's seen this used to disintegrate somebody. So like he knows it's going to happen. Robin, on the other hand, just flat out machine guns a villain. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> it didn't quite carry over the no kill rule yet at this time. It didn't really. That wasn't emphasized I, enough in the 1960s show, so I can see I how almo- it translate. I almost kind of like let it go because it's just like it's such their own thing. Like they it just is, took yeah. it and made it their own, man. Yeah. Like it's almost like Japanese Spider-Man kind of kind of <laughs> deal. Is. Yeah, you know, just just make it your own, dude. Totally, totally. So, check out James Batman. Uh, would I put it on my top ten of Batman movies? Not at all, but it is, <laughs> it is a great thing to watch. My top ten are <laughs> Batman and Robin, um, Alias Batman. Yes. Like, James Batman, about? I mean. Yeah. James Batman. Yeah. Then, uh, then the lost version of Alias Batman and Robin. Uh, red book, red letter. What's that one called? The, the red Forever? book edition of, of Batman Forever. Yeah, talk about, that would be such a. It's, it's kind of a pretentious <laughs> list. The most pretentious Batman list. We'll put it on Twitter. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is this is James Batman. So check that out when you can. Uh, but the next one is, it happens a year later, and I'm really sad this is lost because I would love to see it. Batman fights Dracula. Oh man, it's so awesome. 1967. So. Look, let me tell you something, Matt Reeves. If you want to copy this idea <laughs> yes. for Batman, the Batman Two, like it would be fucking sweet because Dracula's, of course, fucking what you call it, um, open source or whatever, um, public domain. It's public domain, yeah. So you could do it any time, guys. Yes. Anyway, continue. And there's a comic book precedent for it because he's in Red Rain, uh, yeah. that comic, that that Elseworlds. Uh, so this movie is not to be confused with the 1964 fan film by Andy Warhol. Batman Dracula. This is not that. It's also lost, right? And that's also lost. I don't know what it is about this era. I really want to see that one, too. Yeah, me too. Uh, there's some footage of it existing. It feels like you're on an acid trip, though. Oh, there's some footage of the Warhol one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, As I wow. Said, it feels like an acid trip, because it's, it's, it's like basically two images on top of each other, deliberately. It's, War, it's Warhol, man. Yeah, I know. I get it. He uh, had Batman and Superman in his first gallery. Oh, yeah. Some version yeah. of it. Yeah. He was a fan. Anyway, yeah, back definitely. to this one. <laughs> uh, There's also not to be confused with the Batman versus Dracula from 2005, which is the animated version. Oh, yeah. That that's right. That's right. Yeah. So uh, the movie stars Jing Abalos as Batman, who, like Dolphy, also has a revamped symbol of what this definitely more looks like a silhouette of a dancing man or some okay. kind of like monkey type. I don't know. There's some sort of poke <laughs> going on okay. with that. Uh, and as Roland Robles as Robin or Ruben. Interesting thing about Robin in this version, Robin has a bat cowl. Okay. So I imagine it gets confusing watching this, but you can kind of see must. it on the poster on the left, where on the sort of in the middle, uh, towards the bottom. Oh yeah, I see cowl, him. But like the giant R on his chest. Okay. So that's supposed to be Robin. At uh, least he's got the R. Yeah, that's basically the main way to distinguish between Batman and Robin. Robin's got the R for Robin, and Batman's got the Dancing Man. I don't know why this is so confusing. Yeah. To <laughs> well, he's also got no sleeves. Oh, yeah, that's Ruben. true. That's true, yeah. So, so they he's got carried that, they carried that, that over. over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dracula is played by Dante Rivero, and uh, Ramon da Salva is the other villain of this named Dr. Zorba. So Dr. Zorba, uh, we do have some summary of what this movie could have been, even though it's lost, but 
uh, Dr. Zorba is a mad scientist who is a Batman villain. They made him up for this. Uh, and okay. he decides to defeat Batman. He has to resurrect Dracula <laughs> and control Dracula. I love that, dude. <laughs> That's I can't control Dracula. <laughs> this is how I need to resurrect a vampire. Control <laughs> like the king of the vampires for this. I'm like, okay. And how'd that work out for him? Uh, not well, as we're about to find out. <laughs> That's so. what I was expecting. <laughs> uh, so he tries. It's awesome he, plot, though. In his hubris, he, he tried yes. to control Dracula. <laughs> he also tries to make him invincible at the same time. I'm like, this is a bad idea, Doctor Zorba. Uh, so he tries to make him invincible towards the traditional ways of killing a vampire, including you know the cross and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So Dracula then goes into the Batcave and attacks Batman. I would love to see this. Like Dracula yeah, be, in the Batcave, yeah. amazing. Oh, it would be stinking awesome. <laughs> Uh, Batman attempts to use like holy water or cross and other types of things, but because of Doctor Zorba, Dracula is immune to them, which I think is kind of cool dramatically because then you can't use the standard like vampire tropes. So uh, basically, Batman is injured and he's found by Turco. Turco being their version of Alfred in this movie specifically. There seems to be a lack of Alfred and Commissioner Gordon in these versions. As I found, yeah, uh, then just get straight to the point. Just yeah, get, the, get, get the main guy in there. I mainly, it, yeah, yeah. But uh, Turco <laughs> helps, help basically helps tend to the Dark Knight's wounds, and then uh, basically recruits other people. So that includes Reuben, Robin, and uh, Batman's girlfriend Marita. And so they go and okay. they track down Zorba, and uh, they also break the no kill rule like <laughs> like Dolphy and James Batman and kill Doctor Zorba. Uh, by oh, well, by turning they say they kill him by turning the vampire against him. So I don't know how much of that is just them manipulating Dracula and how much of that is just them actually killing him. But uh, it says here, this is what I love about it: the vampire then is investigated by a recovering Batman within a cage in the Batcave. I think they mean like he he's apprehended, so he throws mm-hmm. him into a cage in the Batcave, and it says the film ends with Batman lecturing Dracula about justice. <laughs> You evil fiend. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. That's, so, Dracula that's lives pretty... at the end in order to be rehabilitated by Batman through lectures in the Batcave. I just hope it ends on a freeze frame of Dracula's face like, ah, shucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> I wish I could see this. You know, there, there have been searches this... all over for this movie. Nobody's been able to find it. Oh, man. There's got to be a print somebody's house and... The Philippines, man. I know, right? Uh, but we did manage to find a few stills from the movie. Oh, and, nice. Uh, so we have this collage here. It looks like somebody's standing over, this could be Dr. Zorba, standing over the coffin of Dracula. We've got another one of Batman leaping out with the cape outstretched, which actually looks pretty legit, with the exception of the Dancing Man logo on there. But I get, you know, copyright reasons. Uh, then Batman and Robin on the bottom left. And then the bottom right are characters we, we're not really sure who they are because we haven't seen the movie. So okay. we've got that. And then we've got this image of Batman fighting Dracula. Uh, the caption is not in English, but Dan did translate this nice. for each one. So I'm going to read them off. It says, Dracula thought he would be able to suck this beautiful maiden's fresh blood. But he was mistaken because here comes the victim's defender, the brave Batman, which is pretty That's cool. That's awesome. Uh, this next one says, Batman arrived right in time to save the beautiful Vivian Lorraine, 
from Dracula's fangs. So here's Batman right here on the bottom right. And here is Vivian Lorraine about to be terrorized by Dracula. Uh, next is an action shot here. Uh, the bat rope is pretty long here, but it says, with rope in hand, Batman is, able, is ready to climb the stack of timber to rescue a beautiful maiden, again, Vivian Lorraine, from Dracula's claws and fangs. So it seems to be mainly centered around this one, uh, this one sequence here. Uh, this next one is kind of a group shot behind the mm -hmm. scenes, it looks like, but we get another look at the costumes here. So we got Dracula, we got Vivian Lorraine, we've got Batman, we've got Robin on the side here, which looks like this is the image they use for the poster with Robin. That's cool. So, oh, yeah, that's true. Pretty cool. And then over here we have, this is so cool. This looks like a confrontation at the cemetery between Batman, Robin, and Dracula. It is cool. Yeah. So the caption says, Batman and Robin have the terrifying Dracula cornered in his cemetery hideout. So that's pretty cool. Maybe this is when oh, they capture him and throw him into the cage to talk about justice. And then... <laughs> that's right. And then at the end, says, Dracula, along with members of a syndicate, have Batman and Robin cornered. So here we are on this. That is... Batman fights Dracula. Again, wish we could see this, have more to say, but this is as much as we could find in terms of like what was in the movie and, and what it could have been like. Somebody put this on YouTube, please. Yes, please. Yeah. We'd love to see this. But yeah, so far, what do you think? We've got Alias Batman and Robin. Uh, and then we've also got James Batman, and we've got this Batman fights Dracula. Some interesting mashups here. Yeah, it's like it's, they mashed up the best... Like the mashups are great, mm -hmm. where you know there, a lot of people want to see James Bond and Batman, and they've been trying to compare those two for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a whole Patreon episode on that, um, and uh, that was that was probably one of the best Patreon. Like we actually we're actually considering releasing that one from the vault in some way if people that are paying for it. <laughs> wouldn't get mad at that, but right. well, that's an, that's another uh, uh, that's neither here nor there. But um, the other thing, um, yeah, and when with Dracula, it's just like these these are the. I just wish Warner Brothers would do both of these, especially for me, especially Dracula. I would mm -hmm. love for them to do Dracula one. Yeah, and um, it's cool. That it kind of feels like they were kind of ahead of the curve in in a, in a way, you know, like they it was just like the best. I thought it, these are great decisions, yeah. Um, as filmmakers, is to is to combine all these these characters. And the other thing is like they said that there's no you said there's no Alfred and there's no Gordon, right? Yeah, the only Alfred we could find is in this latest one with Batman fights Dracula as Turco, named Turco. Oh, yeah. Okay, but that's about it. I couldn't find him. And like, you know, there's no Alfred or Gordon in James Batman, which would kind of, I guess kind of makes sense because you're dealing with much bigger issues than what's going on in Gotham City. And then uh, I couldn't find it in the other one that, that uh, is still surviving. So okay. uh, this is the only instance of an Alfred I could find. Well, Alfred, you know, they said that like the, the, the Filipino audience generally would prefer, uh, you know, kind of somebody from more humble beginnings, right? So yeah. for them to have a, like a butler character maybe didn't sit right with a lot of people. I mean, they could have had Alfred, who's like his father or some sort of Alfred-like character. Or just character, a friend, but I, neighbor. Yeah, I could see yeah, that. Fr yeah, a friend or something. But I guess they just, they saw a butler, eh, forget him. You know, that's mm -hmm. what it kind of feels like to me. So um, I can see why they made that decision, I guess. But uh, yeah, I just thought that that's kind of interesting. And then no police, 
not not dealing with the police. I wonder about that one. Like, was there's do they just not like their heroes talking to the police, or it makes it too real, or or these are bigger issues way? than you would turn to the police to, where it's just like the Claw organization wants to destroy the planet. <laughs> like, you don't talk to the police; you just the try local, to go after them. James right, the Bond. local police wouldn't do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, or Dracula, yeah. you know. Or yeah, turn a little piece for Dracula. <laughs> What's Gordon gonna do against Dracula? That's true. That is true. <sighs> yeah, I really, I would love for if they announce the ba- Pattinson fights Dracula <laughs> in the next one. Oh my god, dude! It's gonna be so. People good. thought it was Court of Owls. Nope, it's Dracula. We're like, <laughs> you gotta what? get you gotta get the whole world in the theater. <laughs> we only got one movie with realism. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's going to be like, I-, I allow it. <laughs> Pretty much. That's how I feel anyway. Yeah. So uh, next we're going to go into the 1970s with something that uh, is interesting. It's a Dark Knight trilogy. But not what you think. Not It's not a Batman trilogy. It's a Batwoman trilogy. And we'll oh, dive nice. into that after the break. Explode When Defeated presents something really neat and full of meat. Those children aren't going to protect themselves in a brand new podcast series about everyone's favorite giant reptile. Godzilla? No, we already did that one. Rodan? No, we did that one too. Gorgo? Gamera. We're talking about Gamera. From turtles to medieval samurai golems on our new series, Demolition Die. Only on the HyperX Podcast Network. Ellen, in 15 seconds, what is Nice Games Club? It's our game dev podcast. Steven, help! Game mechanics, accessibility, art and animation, level design, prototyping! Everything that goes into making video games. How's that, Mark? Nice. Listen to Nice Games Club wherever you get your podcasts, or at nicegames.club. Lord have mercy, y'all. Do you like hounds? Do you enjoy pooches? Do you find yourself enjoying time spent with that of canines? Talking about dogs, y'all. As you might have heard... Superhero Stuff You Should Know has now teamed up with BarkBox. For every month, you get a box for your special canine. Pooches. Or hounds. That's right. One free extra month if you go to BarkBox.com slash Superhero Stuff Pod. Follow the link and you'll get a free extra month valued at $35 and valid for all multi-length plans. So get the BarkBox for your hound, for your pooch, for your canine. Your doggo will thank you. And we're back, and we're going to cover the Batwoman trilogy of the 1970s. So, this is interesting. 1972, we get the first of the Batwoman trilogy, and this is unrelated to other Batwoman movies. So, uh, this is another obscure fact, but there are other Batwoman movies in the 1960s that were kind of a uh, gender-bent takeoff on Batman. So, there was the 1966 movie, The Wild World of Batman. I mean, sorry, The Wild World of Batwoman. Okay. And uh, there's a 1968 Mexican film, The Batwoman. And it's just literally wow. her with a cow and cape, and then she's in a bikini from the neck down. So, <laughs> okay. But I've seen footage, and it does look pretty awesome. It looks like a James You've done Bond some style. research. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of these unauthorized foreign takes on the mythos. But for right now, we're focusing specifically on the uh, Filipino cinema of this. So let's jump into the first one, which is Batwoman. And Robin. So, uh, what is interesting is that these are not actually adapting the actual Batwoman character of the time, Kathy Kane. Like, Kathy Kane was uh, basically introduced in the comics in the 1950s as Batwoman because of the fact that they wanted to. Uh, this is for 
different reasons, but they wanted to diversify the cast with more female characters. The the main impetus behind that was because of the fact that Dr. Frederick Wortham had released uh, a book about seduction of the innocent oh, and yeah. claimed that Batman and Robin were gay and because of the time period people were just like that can't like that can't happen this is against nature and so they they decided like you know what let's show that they're not gay and have you know you know love interests for batman and robin so batman had batwoman robin had batgirl not the barbara gordon batgirl but bat hyphen girl betty Kane. right so that's kind of just a general thing and these movies are completely unrelated to that version of the character <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh this is basically bat man as a woman on this and what's interesting about this uh i was not able to find any footage of this trilogy unfortunately but uh what's interesting about this is that it's a family affair behind the scenes so it stars it just says virginia here um she's also known as virginia garlin and she's a major female action star in the philippines uh, okay so she's starring in this it is her husband uh, it says Hunar, uh, short for, I guess, Hun Aristorenas. Uh, he directed this first movie and produced these Batwoman and Robin movies. He's the husband to Virginia, also a famous action star at the time. Apparently played a lot of cowboy and western roles, according to Dan. And okay. it's their son, whose name in real life is Robin. <laughs> Not Robin Ruben? Aristorenas. Not what? Not Ruben? Not Ruben, but actually Robin. Snap. <laughs> so he is... Uh, his real name is Robin, and he's playing Robin in this. And in contrast to 45-year-old Chris O'Donnell, who would grace our <laughs> screens in Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, Robin Arstoranus, when he plays this role, is eight years old oh, when he plays wow. Robin. Okay. That's <laughs> how you do it. I mean, it'd be interesting if they did that over <laughs> here. You know, but yeah, eight? Wow. Everyone's tired of an old Robin, so now we're just going to we'll give him the young boy. I was like, we didn't mean that young. Overcorrection, Reeves. Because <laughs> it's interesting because here the art looks very traditional comic booky, so it's kind of hard to tell on this. Mm-hmm. I will have pictures later on of this, but for right now, this is just the existing poster. Uh, so this is the first one, and you're like, okay, cool, Batwoman and Robin. What's next? So that's from 1972. Do you uh, have pictures of Ray Big Boy I as don't. the mad killer? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I, I'm afraid I don't. Uh, okay. Or maybe that it was Pancho Pelagio as the bad killer on this. If it's a <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's um, that's probably more what it is. It also has Sophia Moran as the Catwoman. It says on here. So there was a Catwoman on this. Mm-hmm. So who knows how that was like and how that dynamic could have been. But the next one has a fantastic title. So it's Batwoman and Robin meet the Queen of the Vampires. Oh man, they were on to something, dude. I'm telling you. This is so good. <laughs> Batman and Robin or Batwoman and Robin with vampires. This is the second of that. Yeah. So uh, it cool. looks like Angelina Ortiz is the queen of the vampires. And uh, just to show how quickly these are made, this is released only two months after Batwoman and Robin, the first one. So right. for anybody these days who's just like, yeah, the wait between seasons on Netflix are too long. This would have been your thing back then, because you just yeah. had to wait two months in order to get another movie, as opposed to these days where, or most times, where you have to wait two years. They probably, what, filmed in a week and then edited yeah, and then probably. hit the theaters? Yeah, like these are, yeah. these are pretty quickly produced on that. Right. Uh, but it did, they did take their time for the next one. So the third one is named Johnny Joker. Johnny Joker. And it, that's where they brought, you know, bringing in the family again. 
Hoon Aristorenus is playing Johnny Joker. So now you've got the entire family in here. So you got Virginia as Batwoman. We've got the husband as Joker, and we've got Robin as Robin on this. Uh, also looks like this... they recast Catwoman with Merle Fernandez, and Freddie Webb is another is another villain named Spiderweb. I want to bring up the fact that um, Ray Big Boy is back, <laughs> 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 and the Seven Dwarfs. I don't know who those are supposed to be, but <laughs> <laughs> does he play all? Of them? <laughs> Ray Big Boy was a very talented man. <laughs> so, he's doing some Nutty Professor kind of stuff yeah, where he's no, playing right. everybody in the movie. So we do... I, I'm sorry, I don't have any pictures of Ray Big Boy, but we do have pictures of... Uh, a couple pictures from Johnny Joker. So here we go. Nice. So uh, according to the caption on the blog we found, from left to right, we got Freddie Webb as Spider Webb, who looks like he's a cowboy of some sort. He could be inspired by the character Shame, from the 1966 show, who was like the cowboy-themed villain of that show. Oh, right. So that's a possibility. In the background, you can kind of see her, but we've got Merle Fernandez as Catwoman. Uh, can't really see much of her, but, you know, it is post-Adam West, so this is probably very Julie Newmar-inspired in terms of the cat suit. You know, black from the neck down and just kind of domino-type mask. And then uh, this is Johnny Joker in the front. And then we got Virginia as Batwoman. Kind of looks like a light bat symbol on the chest. Uh, right. So it looks kind of cool. Yeah. It looks be better white. than the other symbols, honestly. Yeah. And then yeah. we got Robin, eight-year-old Robin. Uh, well, he won't be eight at this point. So this is 1976. So he's a little older on this one. Uh, but we do have another picture of Batwoman and Robin where he does look a little bit more his age on that. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe slightly older, actually. Yeah. So this is yeah. Batwoman and Robin from the Batwoman and Robin trilogy. That's pretty cool. So. Would love to see footage of this one as well. Yep, indeed. I want to see what the action s- sequences are like. I, I bet you there's like a scene where like Robin is about to get bit and then she saves him or something, yeah. you know, or, yeah. or, or or he saves her or something. I'm also really curious because, you know, again, these are action stars. And I imagine that some of that involves, you know, martial arts training. You know, Filipino martial arts. Yeah, they would have to have that, right? In which case, like, these may, if we ever find them again, may be the closest we ever find to, like, old school martial art films with Batman characters. Right, like an old kung fu flick. Exactly, exactly. Which I like. Not kung fu, but. uh, Yeah, in in this case. Filipino martial arts. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, I would love to see that. I don't know if that's what they are because we haven't seen them. Uh, Right. Dolphy's is pretty impressive, but that was not. It was not meant to be a martial arts film it was a comedy action film so this one maybe maybe not we'll see uh hopefully one day but uh, in the meantime what might have been more of an emphasis on martial arts and fighting was fight batman fight 1973 (laughs) (laughs) oh man we got we got uh, look at this as batman so good it's colored red his cowl his cape (laughs) his gloves, his underwear on the outside, but he's also firing what looks like some sort of ray gun or something. <laughs> All uh, you guys that make custom action figures with please. the custom packages, please get on this. <laughs> this is so good, man. So uh, other things we got, we got Robin as well, pretty standard. Uh, on the left, we got Batman. It looks like a blue and gray costume. Fighting guy got him kind of in a chokehold. And then... On the top left, the most interesting is it looks like it's Batman flying. 
in the red costume. I'm like, I don't know what that's supposed to be. Dude, just let him let him have it, man. That's cool. <laughs> so, uh, Victor Wood was a Fight Filipino action Batman star. Batman fights. Fight, Batman fights. <laughs> so good, man. This is that's awesome. It's like maybe like the John Wick where it's just nothing but <laughs> fighting. Like there's like yes. no story. Like starts off with him socking some guy in a jaw. First freaking you know three seconds of the movie. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see yeah. this one again. Lost, unfortunately. Uh, oh, rounding out man. the cast is uh, Rod Navarro as Joker, who, according to the Pinoy Superheroes Universe blog, yes, there's a blog about specifically Filipino superhero movies, uh, the Joker in this one has no makeup and has a mustache. Uh, okay. Might be this guy that Batman's got in a chokehold on the poster. Not it looks sure. like it, yeah. Yeah, because he's got the mustache. Uh, Roderick Powlate as Robin, Lotus Key as Catwoman, and Pinky Montilla as Batgirl round up the cast but here's the best part about this movie that i read about i'm just like oh my god please release better than this poster better than this poster according to warpfactor.com in this movie there is a sequence where batman goes to hell to fight satan oh my god fight batman fight you gotta get on this Second one is Dracula. Third one is, is Satan. He goes to fight Satan. Are you kidding me? That's the best idea I've ever heard. Forget the, the Joker. We got Dracula and Satan to round out this. Look, trilogy. we had. I know that the Penguin, uh, you know, was great. He had great makeup, but man, him fighting Satan was a great idea. I'm like, you're it's not like going to get worse than Satan. The Satan from uh, from Legend. Um, oh yeah, what's, Tim Curry. What's this? Yeah, Tim Curry. Yeah, Tim. <laughs> Oh, dude. Do they hate money? They should make that. <laughs> why, have the, why has nobody tried to remake this? <laughs> they, need, they need to make... I'm going to fight Satan. <laughs> Sounds so good. You're going to get the Christian crowd in there. You know what I mean? It's going to uh, be great. Satan apparently was played by Romy Diaz, who wore bright red tights. For, for you it. have to. Yeah. So, uh, I wish... Uh, at least like that fight sequence between Batman and Satan has to be online somewhere is some he point. wearing a red bat suit because he's in hell i think so actually it's a hell suit dude he specifically this is before the schumacher film was where he dresses up in a different costume in the third act he dresses up in red and yellow because he has to go to hell to fight satan he's got to blend in with the, the hellscape man yeah, it's camouflage <laughs> it's camouflage over there man indeed that's so good so a little more information on victor wood who played batman here uh he was also a well-known singer dubbed as the jukebox king okay uh he also ran for philippine senate in 2007 but lost uh unfortunately victor wood passed away due to covid a couple years ago oh so, man rest in peace uh, rest in that. peace but uh, i just thought uh, dan provided that information for us and i thought that was pretty interesting too in terms of you know honoring who was involved in these? Because, yeah, they're not official. But, again, this is not just kids in the garage being like, you know what would be cool if Tim dressed up in his Batman suit and we just filmed it. Like, no, it's not any of that type of stuff. These are major stars in that country taking on these roles. And, obviously, they've got their own amazing spins on these with, like, Dracula, James Bond, and Satan involved. In <laughs> That's so but good. they're major movies. That's great, man. Um, well, I mean, in, in this case, this one was probably one of the more low, lower budget ones based off of what Dan was saying. But, you know, stuff with Dolphy, with James Batman, that was more of a major one. So it all depends. I mean, their choices for the crossovers are <laughs> impeccable. It's impeccable. It's, it's Amazing. great. Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, we are rounding up to the final, the eighth and final one on this, and it's probably the biggest out of all of them. Mm. Alias Batman and Robin in 1991. Yes, similar title to the very first one. We are basically going full circle. This is a musical comedy originally made to capitalize off of the success of the 1989 Batman film. Here's the thing. When they were making it, they just knew that there was going to be a 1989 Batman film. They didn't know what it would be. So they based this off the 1960s series. It's not oh, a spoof right. on the Tim Burton one because they hadn't seen it yet. Um, it only came out They in read Starlock one week, and this movie was out <laughs> the next week. Exactly. <laughs> they um, hopped to it. <laughs> this is probably the biggest out of all of them and has major, major stars at the time for it. So we have Joey de Leon, Leon as Batman, his son, Kimpi, as Robin, Rene Requiestas as the Joker, Don Zuluta, uh, Zuleta as the reporter Angelique Lagarda, uh, Vina Morales as Vina, and Panchito as the Penguin. So, uh, what about this? <laughs> the way this is spelled <laughs> is Chinky Tan Moan Alvier. <laughs> who, do you, who does this person play? Um, get your minds out of the gut, everybody. That's literally how it's spelled. It's literally so. the names here. This is yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chinky Tan was an actor. Wait, is he? Yeah, okay. he's an actor. <laughs> okay. Uh, in this movie, let's see. <laughs> okay. Let's see who he played. Uh, while well, we've got this everything pulled up, so, uh, let's see. <laughs> he's, he's checking it. He's oh, checking this is it. Amazing. Okay, so, uh, I don't have who Mon Alver played, but Chinky Tan played a character named Glasses. Okay. Okay. There, there, okay. So there, I've seen I've seen most of the movie uh, at the time of this recording. Glasses is like one of the friends to uh, Robin. In He's this. like the nerd type, like, like Jimmy Olsen. Friend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's interesting that his name is Glasses because oftentimes, from what I've noticed after living in Japan for three years a little while back, if somebody has got glasses, sometimes I'll just call them Glasses over there too. Mm. Well, it's, it's it's just funny. Yeah. It's it makes sense. Uh, so this is a musical comedy as well. So this predates okay. the Jim Steinman Batman. They're ahead of the like curve they, every every step of the way. Indeed, yeah. So clearly we need to take a lot of notes from them. We already got James Bond, Dracula, Satan, musical. <laughs> uh, and it's done in the style that like Dan compared this, and it's very appropriate too because I realized when he brought it up, it's, it's perfect comparison. It's like Weird Al in terms okay. of the songs. They take existing like popular american pop culture songs and um like beach boys type music uh there's even like another like pretty woman type but they change the mm. lyrics to make it about like batman or joker and penguin and that type of stuff okay so that's pretty cool uh joey de leon is part of uh, according to dan the most iconic com- comedic group in the philippines called tvj tito vic and joey uh, and okay. he shared the screen a lot with the Joker of this movie, who is Rene Requiestas. Uh, so they made a bunch of movies together. Most of them were parodies of Western culture and media. So here are the names of. Um, uh, so these are the names of the ones. So we got She Man, <laughs> Mistress of the Universe, <laughs> parody okay. of He Man and the Masters of the Universe, <laughs> uh, Smith and Wesson, parody of Miami Vice and Bloodsport, Starzan, a trilogy and a parody of Tarzan. Long Ranger and Tauntaun, parody of Lone Ranger. Elvis and James, where they play Elvis and James Dean type characters. And Little okay. and Big Weapon, which is their version of Lethal Weapon. 
Okay. Amazing. So uh, also a lot of the comedy movies during this time have uh, like songs in them or a dance scene. So uh, even if apparently even if they had some um, like even if if it had some serious stuff in it, it was like a mix of everything. Because as Dan said, like it, it's a family film, so it's got romance, it's got drama, it's got action, it's got comedy and music to it. It's all mm-hmm. in one movie. Four quadrants, baby. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, very much parody song similar to Weird Al, according to Dan. So let's go into what this movie is. It's unique in the fact that this movie is not actually about Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. It's actually set in a world where Batman and Joker are comic book characters. It's set in a world like ours. Okay. And the characters we follow are our real life characters who decide to take on the costumes of uh, the characters they read in the comic books. So Rene Requiestas, who's the one with the mustache here, he plays, he's 32 years old in this movie. He plays a high schooler. <laughs> and yes, Chris still O'Donnell, man. If you thought Chris <laughs> O'Donnell was a stretch at 17 years old when he was playing, when he was 25, he's, this man is 32 with a mustache, playing in high school. And he's obsessed with the Joker. And he becomes the Joker, still has a mustache. Sounds amazing. Following the footsteps of Cesar Romero, he still has a mustache, except he does not actually put the white makeup over the mustache. He just has it painted around it. Yeah. That's kind of cool, though. He recruits his uncle into being his penguin. So let's talk a little bit about the penguin. Uh, The penguin, I didn't realize this until Dan explained this to me. Uh, There's a little bit of a connection between this and James Batman and the fact that Penguin is played by another legendary comedian, Panchito, who was the comedic partner to Dolphy, who was in James oh, Batman. Okay. So it was Dolphy and Panchito, and they were a comedic duo. And uh, basically, now it's Joey De Leon as Batman and Rene Requiestas as as the Joker. It's a similar type of like duo in in both cases. And it's again, these are major comedic stars. We, if you're you know, most of our audience is in America or the UK, you might not have heard of these guys, but they are pretty huge over there. And so I thought it was pretty interesting how this entire subculture has its own stars playing these iconic characters. Uh, because mm-hmm. I've seen enough of the movie to see Rene Requiestas as uh, the Joker. He's actually a pretty great Joker, even though I oh, don't yeah? understand most of what he's saying because there's no subtitles in the copy that I got. Oh, but, man. Uh, his laugh is okay. He's laughing. The energy. Oh, really? That's cool. Uh, So knowing that the Joker has to be stopped, Joker and Penguin have to be stopped. uh, The Joker's classmate decides I got to become Robin and my dad got to become Batman. So they become Batman and Robin. So I just have one question about this one real quick. Yeah. Uh, Is Ray Big Boy in it? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Ray Big Boy is in this. Oh, man. I miss him already. It's about 20 years after. (laughs) <laughs> he's too big of a boy at that he's point he's too big of a boy for this one um, oh, the Pinoy Superheroes blog brought up something interesting here so they brought up there are some interesting similarities between this movie which comes out which is made around 1989 but doesn't come out until like 1991 right so we're at the cusp of the 80s and 90s they find that there are some interesting similarities between this and Batman Forever from 1995 oh okay so in both versions the villain turns evil due to some form of jealousy and teams up with another known Batman villain. In this one, it's Joker and the Penguin. Uh, and in Batman Forever, it's the Riddler and Two-Face. Uh, okay. Both have Batman react to Robin's costume for the first time by noticing the R on his chest, like we have here. Val Kilmer does that at the end of Batman Forever. 
both have Batman visiting the bedroom of his girlfriend or his love interest. And they both have Batman who consider retiring from crime fighting at some point in the movie. So I'm like, oh, that's actually pretty interesting. I don't think the Bachelors saw this movie when they wrote Batman Forever. I, yeah, the thing we've actually interviewed the screenwriters, and it just—I don't think they were watching it. <laughs> they would have mentioned it. They're like, also, we yeah. saw this Filipino Batman movie, and we thought yeah. that was the tone to go for. There was I don't almost so. no internet. I mean, at, <laughs> yeah. that, at that time, also, it was—that's yeah. not even on the internet now, is it? Right? It's not on. Well, actually, can we even say? It—it <laughs> uh, it is a bit like it does exist. So okay. out of all these, all right. this one like is still around. You can watch it. Uh, okay. On it, there have been other YouTube videos made about it too. Um, okay. Cool. There's cool. There's even cool. one calling it like the greatest Joker performance you've never seen, in reference to Renee Ricciestas. So. Uh, Barry Keegan's gonna be like, yeah, I, uh, you know, Panchito's <laughs> Joker was a major influence on me. <laughs> or Colin Farrell referring to Panchito's Penguin. Or Panchito's Penguin. Yeah. Who played Joker? Uh, Renee. Oh, Renee. Right, Renee's yeah. Joker yeah. really uh, influenced <laughs> my performance. You know, Renee, I'll give him this on this too. It's one of the few that I've brought up. Like, you should just put makeup on an actor, just like the white face makeup, not like the prosthetic type makeup, but like just white face paint, and just let his acting and the performance do it. Just like, as I've brought up before, like Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin in Spider Man No Way Home, like that type of thing. And that's yeah. what happens in this movie. He's just literally with the face paint and everything. They're definitely not thinking about prosthetics at that time for this I, version of the Joker. We talked about this m- more on the Patreon probably, but mm-hmm. I also uh, agree. I, I, I mean, I'm sure Barry Keegan will be a great one and whoever mm-hmm. plays Joker after him or whatever, but mm-hmm. um, I just feel like, I don't know, it's kind of like the... And I work in pra- special effects. I work in practical mm-hmm. effects, but I just feel like that is kind of overdone. Yeah, his face in that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't overdo it in this one, on it. Yeah, Probably yeah, they yeah. They didn't have the budget, but uh... <laughs> no one had the budget to do that kind of thing. Well, this was eighties or, or early nineties. So early nineties. Yeah, that's yeah. I true. guess they did. They could have I done guess, something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is a comparison that Dan pulled up, where the R on Robin's chest is stylized to resemble the logo for Regal Films, which is. <laughs> It's the rival to the film's original production company, Viva Films. These are the local film, you know, production company studios over in the Philippines. So it's kind it's of not, in, it's a cultural joke at the time. It's not Burger King. It's not Burger King, no. Okay. Uh, we also get a makeshift Batmobile with the classic black and yellow symbol, as well as a garage that's turned into a makeshift Batcave. Uh, with the Bat. Dude, this is also not. This Batmobile is also not bad. This is pretty good. Yeah. This is black and yellow, right? It's like yeah. It's like a it's like a black and yellow instead of black and red, uh, kind of sixty six ish looking thing. Yeah, and it's got a bit of an eighty nine type of look in the back too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like a nice fusion between the sixty six show and the uh, eighty nine Batmobile. Better than Batman Forever and Robin's Batmobile. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Definitely. Uh, we also get, uh, you know, pre-Zack Snyder and Gal Gadot, we got a character dressed up as Wonder Woman in this. So, <laughs> DC Cinematic Universe starts in 1991, everybody, with Alias, yeah. Batman, and Robin. They were ahead of the tur- curve, man. Uh, but they also did one other thing that DC has not done. Brought in Spider-Man. <laughs> 
those so, cowards. So this is uh, at Noel, DC. This is Noel Unga Ayala. Uh, he was also a comedian and would appear in a lot of the Joey De Leon movies. But he basically just shows up in the end, at the end in the Spider-Man outfit and dances. Incredible. Yes. Incredible. So yeah, Batman, Robin, Joker, Penguin, Wonder Woman, and Spider-Man. Come on, guys. That's, I mean, you're getting your money's worth at the theater, you know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, as I brought before, Viva Films was the one that originally made it, but uh, Warner Brothers threatened to file a lawsuit for copyright infringement because they're just like, we can't have you doing this movie when we're trying to launch the serious <laughs> Batman movie with Michael Keaton in it. Uh, so, it was actually delayed. It was made way earlier than its actual release date. It was, you know, it was 1989 when it was all ready, but it got delayed until 1991. And okay. it was actually done through Regal Films anyway at that time. The rival, the one with the R symbol that's on Robin's chest. Okay. Uh, but as I brought up earlier, I hinted at this beforehand, and you, you brought it up too. Uh, this is technically a legit adaptation because uh, the son of Joey DeLeon uh, says... Fun fact, production had to pay for rights, which makes Alias Batman and Robin not only a Pinoy classic, but a legit Batman adaptation. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Jimmy Kimmel would use footage of this as kind of a joke skit to bring up how um, he says Warner Brothers will not be releasing the Batman in Russia, so the Kremlin unveiled a teaser trailer <laughs> for their own, and he basically it was just the trailer for this movie. Uh, that's so cool. that's that's how this tweet came about. Supposedly. A sequel was planned, but it was never it never happened. So sadly, this universe with Batman, Robin, Wonder Woman, and Spider Man wraps up <laughs> in one movie. And it wraps up in a musical number with Batman, Robin, Penguin, and Joker singing together. <clears throat> and Joker sings, Let's be afraid of God as a little person Spider Man dances in the background. Let's be afraid of God. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So yeah, it's it's a hell of an ending to this. Um Kind of a bittersweet <laughs> thing to add to this, though. Um, so the Joker in this, Rene Requestas, uh, unfortunately passes away two years later uh, in 1993 of tuberculosis. But what we have here is a tribute to him made in 2019 by a lookalike named Gilbert Orsine, uh, where they're just like, let's do a sketch, sort of a sketch video on YouTube called Alias Joker. And okay. it's Gilbert channeling the Rene Joker but done in the style of Joaquin Phoenix. So as wow. we see here, he's got he's dressed up like Arthur Fleck. He does the smile with his lips with the makeup. And then he's got the his own take on the Joker makeup. And I, I got to say, he looks terrifying. The eyebrows, man. It's like, yeah, it's like <laughs> on the mouth, too, I guess. It's yeah. yeah. So it, it's, <sighs> yeah. it's kind of funny. But also, I'm like, this is legitimately terrifying. It is scary. It's kind of it's it's all it's kind of beyond um, being funny and like like just makeup alone. Mm -hmm. Joaquin Phoenix's is kind of still got some whimsy, right? Yeah. Uh, but this doesn't really have th that. So not at all. So um, for the for the oral listener, it's like mm -hmm. really kind of thick black eyebrows and then um, really thick black. Um, lipstick going into the bigger smile mm -hmm. on the cheeks and, and those are black and then it's got the white face yeah uh but it's kind of cool to see an updated version because everything up until now is like you know fairly old yeah at this yeah. point so I, I definitely thought this was something to include 
on this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it looks it looks awesome. We'll uh, we'll link this in the show notes as well so that people can can watch this sort of uh, spoof trailer that seems less of a spoof as it goes on and more of just a, a really cool way to uh, make the alias Joker even more uh, interesting or more terrifying. So mm-hmm. that's what we got. Those are the insane Filipino Batman films. What do you think? Great crossovers, man. <laughs> I thought it was just such a great, great picks for all of that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's like, I, I like the gumption. I like, you know, it was, they were pretty much all on, all but one were unofficial, but, you know, they were just entertaining their countrymen, right? Mm-hmm. They was they were they took the idea and ran with it, made it their own. Like, um, I mean, the Japanese Spider-Man was official, but um, it's just kind of a good example. Like, it's just good to change things for that region, you know. And uh, um, it's good to see those differences, um, even if it's different from really different from what we're used to. Um, so, yeah, it was a really cool episode. Really different from the norm and this is i don't know there's not much about this right on youtube especially probably couldn't find a lot most of it was on this la- this latest one because it's available mm-hmm. and is the newest one but i couldn't find much about the batwoman trilogy i couldn't find i couldn't find anything on youtube about fight batman fight there's some stuff about um you know james batman and the and the dracula one but clips couldn't find clips couldn't find clips. Oh, okay. the only clips the only stuff that i could find existing comes from you know alias batman and robin this 1991 one and the james batman one but other than that just the pictures that we saw hopefully they get that uh i don't know if it was 16 millimeter or what but hopefully get that film scanned and like digitized and on youtube that would be really cool definitely for for all all the all the lost films yeah i bet i bet you they're around i bet it's not like like warhols might truly be lost because it might just be like he might have just shot it on his own camera and had only like literally only one print. Mm-hmm. But this is different from that because this pro- this went to theaters uh, across the country. So uh, in the Philippines, right? So there must be at least a few prints lying around. They're just not di- digitized. I would hope so. You know? Hope- hopefully sometime in our lifetime we'll get to see these. Yeah, definitely. Because we got to see Batman fight Satan. We have to see Batman. <laughs> if Matt Reeves doesn't pick that for the next one, he's a coward. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we know exactly so, how you're going to end this trilogy. So good, man. <laughs> they, they had me at Dracula. He, go, he goes to hell to fight Satan. That's too good, he's man. He's got way up. That's he, too good. He, he dons a red and yellow version of the Batman suit in order to go down there. I mean, you got to be stealthy in hell, man. You yeah, can't exactly. be getting those pitchforks up your butt. That's what he. That's what he learns throughout this trilogy. How to fight <laughs> yeah. Satan. It's his arc. Yeah. So, <clears throat> thank you for joining us, and that is superhero stuff you should know. We've said it before. We'll say it again. Big thanks to our research assistant Dan for providing insight into Filipino cinema, gathering a lot of the information for us, and gathering the visuals for the YouTube experience. This show would not be the same without him. Definitely. And, or I'd definitely be a lot crazier just trying to do everything that he does by <laughs> myself. So uh, thanks, thankfully, for yeah. we have you here, and uh, you added a lot to this episode. And uh, I'd love to see people in the comments give shout-outs to him for his work on this. Uh, we'd also really like to thank the team over at uh, the museum, MOLA, uh, including uh, Dr. Allison Henney, 
uh, Kelly Reed, Solimar Salas, uh, Yoreli Rojas, and the rest of the team over there. I think it's Heaney. Heaney? Sorry. Allison Sorry. Heaney. I should have had you say that. You actually know it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Allison, Sorry, for hooking us up. Allison. Thank you uh, to the MOLA yes. Museum. Uh, so for those who might be watching us on MOLA and aren't familiar with us, you can check us out on Superhero Stuff You Should Know on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Please note that while MOLA asked this episode to be appropriate for all, all ages, our regular show is rated explicit on different podcast <laughs> networks since our main audience are adult geeks like us. So that's <laughs> yeah. just how it is. So maybe hide your kids when you're it was, uh, to our show. Tough uh, for me, this episode. <laughs> there were some edits. Let's put it that way. I just scripted everything out. <laughs> so. Yeah. I... <laughs> just stick to the script. That's what I said to myself. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, over to you with the. Uh... Oh, actually, over to me for the oh, uh, yeah, fan yeah. comments. What am I thinking? Thrown off <laughs> because of the different format of this episode. Okay. So we have a few fan comments. One is from Hot Apollo on Twitter saying. I think you asked for anyone who has the Clooney film in their top Batman movie spot. I'm that guy. It's such shiny fun. I knew awesome. you existed. <laughs> See, there you go. There's a, there's a, there's a lid for every pot, guys. You know what I'm saying? There's probably some other people who, you know, are going to comment between when we record this and when this is released. We're going to agree with that. So, yeah. So thank you, Hot Apollo. Yes, thank you. Uh, next one comes from Mark Fields. Good day to all of you. I love this channel, and I have recommended to many others. Please keep up the excellent work. Have oh, a great thank day. You. Thanks, Mark. You too. Thank you. Yeah. And there's Peanut. Peanut is back. Return of Peanut. The return of the Peanut. Uh, <laughs> and then fight Peanut. Fight. Fight Peanut. Fight. <laughs> and then we have this Peanut last versus one. Va the vampire. <laughs> Queen of the vampires. Yes. Uh, we have this last one that uh, kind of has multiple people involved in it, but I thought we should highlight it. Uh, okay. So uh, Mike Martin says, "You guys are the friends I need in my life." Uh, Evan Zaremba says they are. Cosmic 8 Starlight Cap 8 says same. LOL. Halsey, wow. one of our uh, Patreon patrons, says, I wrote them a Zack Snyder's Justice League length love letter saying what you did in one sentence. I like that they treat uh, that they are real people and fans who don't put out videos for clicks. I mean, clicks are nice, but yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we want some clicks too, yes. but we know what you're trying to say. <laughs> He says, they do it for the love of the work, and hopefully one day they won't even have time for this video podcast because they're too busy making the stuff other guys on YouTube are talking about. <laughs> thank you, Halsey, on that. Yes, thank you. New this April from HyperX. It's the HyperX Clutch Controller. Get better control of your mobile gaming with its comfortable grip, directional pad, analog sticks, and shoulder buttons. This versatile controller can fit a variety of phone widths and can also connect wirelessly for use on tablets and PCs. Learn more and pick one up online at HyperX and HP.com, Amazon, Micro Center, Target, Best Buy, and many other fine retailers. Now, we go to the fan shoutouts. Okay. So, thanks everybody uh, for all those comments. And um, let's see who we can thank for the, for the newer people on the list. Again, we've just been kind of doing newer people, but I'll just start with, um, well, we'll start with Halsey since he was already there. Thanks to Halsey C., Maurice D., Jonathan, Noel, Robert H., and R.D., our newest one. Yes, indeed. Um, and many more you can see listed on the visual side of things. Uh, on the, um, if you are our listener, um, check out the visuals for um, the full list. So there's that. And... 
computer going a little bit slow. There we go. All right. So, um, yeah, please join the Shasta Army at patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod. We already have um, three main tiers. The $1 tier gets you the shout out, um, be it visual or aural or both. Or uh, the $5 tier gets you the whole other show, the Patreon show that we've listed, that we've talked about several times in this episode. Um, it is a whole other show. This show you're listening to now, especially Mola people don't know this probably, but this shows every uh, Monday on YouTube and on wherever you listen to your podcasts, orally. Uh, and uh, this $5 show is every Friday. So uh, you can get us two times a week. Um, you could just pay $5 and binge the whole thing and then cancel. Doesn't, you know, no we skin off our years, backs. <laughs> a few years backlog, so you're going to have a lot to, um, to listen to one month. lot to listen to, but you could do it if you had the gumption. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. And then uh, the $10 tier is the monthly meetup. Just as the name implies, uh, it's, a, it's a meetup where we meet up monthly. And uh, it's like a Zoom kind of uh, environment we meet up in and we talk to each other. It's like a chat, but also there's a topic at hand that we talk about. And it's a good old time. You get to uh, talk and interact with us and other fans of the show. And uh, that is recorded. And you can watch it later if you don't meet it. Also, we keep I keep forgetting to mention this, but if you miss it and you're part of the $10 tier... You know, it's not to- it's live, but you know, it's live and then recorded, so you can watch it later. Mm-hmm. So, so there's that, and then, uh, yeah, in every tier, uh, you get the uh, tiers below it as well. So, if you get the ten dollar tier, you get the five and one dollar tier, of course. Those benefits there. Uh, we have merch. Go to uh, superhousepod.redbubble.com and superherostuffpod.threadless.com. We got mur- mugs, shirts, shower curtains, and all kinds of stuff. Uh, phone covers and things like that. We could do clocks. There's all kinds of stuff you could do. The artwork is by Stefan Santa Cruz, not by uh, Zacula. There's also Zacula uh, uh, art, but that Zacula art, that the, the drawing of Zacula is from Stefan Santa Cruz. Um we're still trying to work out when Zach's going to be back, but uh, he's currently on parental leave. He's on paternal leave. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what's happening with him. And then uh, if you're from MOLA, we usually uh, have three people here. But, uh, yeah, Zach's gone for the moment. Uh, so, yeah, uh, please send us some audio, audio clips, really anything. Send that to superhousepodcast at gmail.com. You, too, can be on the show that way. I'm Thunderwolf Drew on Instagram and Twitter, Thunderwolf lives on youtube thunderwolfdrew.com has my whole portfolio in one place except for amano recon.com yes that is a m a n o r e c o n.com it is a passion project that i'm working on it is uh, an original idea but my pitch it's not a fan film but the pitch the quick pitch to get you to understand what it is is that it's r-rated Power Rangers meets Stranger Things. So uh, there's that. And um, good news on that front. We finally finished the campaign video shooting. I have to edit it now. But things still happening, still coming in. But check out our 17-second teaser at amanorecon.com. That's A-M-A-N-O-R-E-C-O-N.com. And uh, the poster art is from Zach. And that's it for me, Ben. Shout out to Comic Capital on Instagram as well as the Everything Entertainment Club on Clubhouse. You can follow our social media. 
On Twitter, we are Superhouse Pod. Instagram, Superhero Stuff Pod. TikTok, Superhero Stuff Pod. Vero, Superhero Stuff Pod. My website is Ben Juan Writer, where you can, well, benwanwriter.com, where you can read a whole bunch of scripts of mine, including Gotham Vampire, where a young Bruce Wayne faces off against the Mad Monk of the Golden Age, uh, as well as Elementary, The Death of Sherlock Holmes, a modern update on classic story, The Adventure of the Dying Detective, and Curb Your Enthusiasm, Disneyland, the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode they could never make, where Larry David goes to Disneyland. My YouTube channel is in the description below, as well as the uh, episode of Doctor Who, The Ronin of Time, that I basically write, narrate, and edit in there, so you can check that out in the YouTube uh, my personal Instagram is Ben Juan Writer. My son's Instagram, my cat, Alfie, is at Alfie Pennyworth Cat. And if you have an Alfie as well, or you have any sorts of cat, sort of cat, then you can get the Whisker Box, the only cat box for the crazy cat lady and gent. And if you have a dog instead, that's cool too, because we're also affiliated with the Bark Box, y'all. Yes. Give your dog exactly what they want. Get the first month off free, valued at $35. Get our promo code over, or basically our promo link over at superheropod.com slash shop where you can get all sorts of stuff. Uh, basically, any merchandise you want off of Amazon that we're affiliated with, any of that type of stuff to add to your collection as well as help us out. Back to Andrew. And you know what? It's that time where we want you to do us a favor. We want you to tell all your friends about us. And don't play brinkmanship with Satan. Or James Bond. Indeed. <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network.